0: Drums, please. Oh, that's right. It might not be a little wiki, wiki, wild, wild west, but it's summer, summertime here on the black cast. Summer in the city, that was a few weeks ago, but this is summer. Summertime. Welcome to the Summertime Blues installment of the Blackcast. Blackcast 186 on assignment. Agent Starling, not with us. But on the other side of the glass, Captain EO himself at Jeff Duray. Give some big props to the people. Hey, people, props. Now back to more of the Blackcast. (laughs) Uh, Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ make sure that you uh, like us on Facebook The Black Cast follow at Black Cast on Twitter and um, you know it's funny because the most recent episode of The Black Cast that's been posted it was uh, one that we recorded a few months ago it's kind of obvious to anybody who listened to it because Matt and Casey was in town in April he did not fly back just for that episode <laughs> um, and uh, we kind of were waiting for Liev to come back in and um, You know, he said a lot of really inappropriate things, like he usually does, Mm -hmm. and I was a little bit worried about the episode. That's actually not why I kept it as long as I did. I kept it at first, because we had, you know, we had, like, the X-Men episode, we were going to do Civil War, and then we're going to, you know... So we had, like, a few episodes that were planned around releases... Of movies. So I was a little bit worried about it. I listened back to it, and I'm like, alright, I'm not going to take anything out, but, you know, there's some pretty horrific things that he says, but it's all funny. And whenever I do that, and whenever I worry about it, I'm like, oh my god, what are people going to say? Is this going to be when we get the hate People are like, oh my god, Liev is so wrong. I love it. You know, like like women, like Melissa Price uh, Fry, I believe her name is, she wrote, Liev is so wrong, but I love him. You know, so it's like, I forget that he's like this lovable jacket. He's like Archie Bunker. You know, he says, the he's, he's Eric Hartman. Uh, you know, he says the wrong things, but you're like, whatever.
1: Not, to, not to get too political. Sure, but I wonder how much of that same crowd loves Donald Trump.
0: Okay, that's possible, but you know, he's—I'm not—he he might be the black cast of Donald Trump, just nowhere near as successful. Well, no, 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 I, and
1: I only say that because it seems to me, uh, and, it, and it doesn't make any sense, uh, logical sense, why for certain people when. People like Donald Trump, and I'm, I'm more using him as an example than just him specifically, say wacky, crazy, dumb, ignorant, backwards shit that people are just like, oh, they're just so silly. Like, they're just so funny for saying that horrible thing. And I feel yeah. like Liev is one of those people. Liev is
0: definitely one of those people. And by the way, um, welcome to Blackass 187. I said 186, and I, I, I realized that that Liev episode was 186, actually. So this is Blackass 187. 187 on undercover code. Exactly, which I think is great, because uh, that, I believe, is the the police code for murder. Yep. Uh, and there was a movie starring Sam Jackson, I think, called 187. Yep. And
1: yeah. It's a really upsetting part where they kill a dog, and I Ooh. almost turned it off.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, obviously they didn't kill a real dog to make that movie, but you still see it, and it's upsetting. Any time they kill a
1: dog in a movie, it's more upsetting to me than a million baby deaths.
0: Our friend, Richard Diaz, would love that movie if they only killed a turtle during it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so uh, I'm just uh, sort of correcting things. This is the summertime blue, but we're definitely reporting a 187 here.
1: Also, missed opportunity to call me DJ Jazzy Jeff. Just... Sorry, I had to point out.
0: I do need to point out that DJ Jazzy Jeff is on the other side. Uh, Can we hear more Summertime, by the way? Because uh, there was actually a reason why I thought to play it. uh, Because in the ramp-up to Suicide Squad, Will Smith was on Stephen Colbert's show. And I didn't see it, but what I saw was a clip. And they were organically going to a commercial break. And, you know, they chit-chat on those shows as they go to break. And uh, Colbert's band started playing the song. And Will Smith, without missing a beat, literally, pun intended, uh, walked over to the band, and he just started rapping to the crowd. It's a great clip, and I think, uh, you know, if you love 90s-era Will Smith, you should uh, check it out. You don't have to watch the interview if you don't like Colbert. Just watch this, and it's fun. You know, he's like, now just the ladies, and, you know, he's just it's like he never stopped rapping, which we were having an interesting conversation about all this before we started, weren't we, Jeff?
1: Oh, yeah. I was saying I miss like that 90s or the or I guess earlier career Will Smith I think he needs to go back to that because the last bunch of movies he's made have just been big disappointment yeah disappointments.
0: and we're not talking about Suicide Squad because no. as we're talking we haven't seen it yet uh, it's not getting good reviews but you know I'm not that worried about it I mean you have a thought on that that you're just starting to think you know,
1: it's it's obvious. There I saw a hilarious meme where it was like the greatest uh the greatest villain in the Marvel universe and it's a picture of Thanos and then it's like the greatest villain in the DC universe and it's a picture of the rotten tomato thing. <laughs> I
0: thought it was gonna be Zack Snyder, but no. I like that The Tomato meter. Yeah. yeah, there's like a petition online to uh stop Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Well because they hate all the D C universe movies. It's
1: it's I just think it it's because uh, people by and large, the masses, they want the happy endings. That's why those are so successful. And I'm the type, and I feel like a lot more of the hardcore – I'm not saying I am this type, but I would like to believe that all, uh, also the hardcore comics type, they like the darker ending. They like. I think that's why our good friend uh, uh, Agent Sterling loves – Them so much because he probably enjoys that darker, grittier, more realistic, sad, depressing.
0: Which is funny because reading comic books as a kid, I always felt like Marvel were the way more depressing, you know, realistic. You know, it was like Spider Man can't pay his rent, but in the DC Universe, everyone was a millionaire or had a great job. You know, like Clark Kent worked at a newspaper, Peter Parker worked at a newspaper, but. You know, Peter Parker couldn't afford to eat, whereas Superman—I well, guess he doesn't need to eat, or he just eats kryptonite or whatever. And I know he can't eat kryptonite because it would kill him. Don't you know, it's a joke. <laughs> I, I,
1: you know, you got so mad at yourself. I know, no, that. because I got mad
0: at what people would tweet at me <laughs> after the fact. But anyway, uh, and, and it's sort—it's the, re- the reverse for the movies. You know, which you kind of need to have sort of a consistent tone if you're going to have Ant Man. You yeah. know,
1: and well, I, I think I think it's clever because I I see it as this—you've—you've. You've, The heyday for the DC cartoons felt like it was... I guess maybe early 2000s because that's when Warner Brothers had those two runs of the Justice League. Right. With the very popular like Batmans and Supermans. I think Kevin Conroy, Batman and all that right, stuff. Right, that's
0: the Batman animated series is, is well, it's it's earlier than that actually because yeah. that was in the 90s. And then but it was, I, was but also then there the, the
1: Superman and then there was the Justice League. Right. Uh, and then Justice League. Eliminated. By the way,
0: like again, because we always try to, you know, not have the two camps. What a great time for superhero cartoons that was because that's when you had the X-Men series as well. Mm-hmm. You had the Spider-Man series series and they were all good whereas everything before say i don't know 1992 was all garbage Mm -hmm. you had the super friends the what the why aren't they the justice league they they're in the hall of justice call them the no they're the super friends Mm -hmm. and spider-man and his amazing friends you know who one of his amazing friends were on spider-man's amazing friends a dog named Miss Lion. That was one of his friends.
1: I remember I had like a VHS or something of like the Green Goblin episode. Yeah, from the old one. Where, sure. And it was just like it was like a back to back episode thing that you yeah. just watch every now and then. And I had a, a old old like maybe 40s style Superman cartoon. Oh or yeah, he, those are great. Back when actually, he used to punch lasers out yeah. of his way. Like, oh, this laser's hurting me. I'll punch it. I'll to punch death. it. Yeah,
0: no, that's that style is great. Uh, and. You know, of Spider-Man amazing friends, there were a couple episodes that I loved. There was one called Seven Little Superheroes that had, like, Captain America, the Submariner, Doctor Strange. Like, they had guest stars. I'm a sucker for guest stars. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't even care that Miss Lion is one of the superheroes. You
1: should watch the ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, then.
0: It's- yeah, I, I saw one. It's, like, him and Nova and mm-hmm. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, he's got
1: his whole team in it. He's got a little mini team. Oh, him Iron Fist, Power right? Man. Yeah. Oh, Power-Man Power and Iron Fist. Yeah, Power-Man... Uh, like, like, young Power Man, young Iron Fist, uh, like a Tigre or something, like a white tiger lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Nova. Nova, And Nova yeah. is like the knucklehead, he's like second command, like yeah. pain in the ass Nova. Yeah. And he's always like, you're not the leader, Nova, I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know because I, I always and yes I
1: watch all these cartoons because I love kids cartoons.
0: I, look, these these are good cartoons. This is a good age for uh, cartoons as well, and uh, I, I I like to say that I, I'm going to watch all these things with Felix. But if he leaves the room, I'll, I'll keep watching. Oh yeah. So anyway, we went down a great rabbit hole because we talked about you know all this stuff. But to be fair, you know we don't we're not saying that we know that Will Smith and Deadshot what is something that's bad, but uh, to sort of belabor this point, I did look up his IMDb page, so I'll kind of go in reverse order for his most recent movies: uh, Concussion, which I think it's a fine it's movie. Probably a fine movie. It's it's an important his topic. was terrible. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I wasn't interested in seeing it. Um, I don't remember what Focus or Winter's Tale. Were. Did not watch
1: Focus. What was Winter's it was Tale? Stupid Winter's Tale. Isn't that that one that was? Um... Colin Farrell was like the man dude. It was like a fairy tale type thing. I didn't see it, but I think that's what it was.
0: Uh, yeah, Colin Farrell, uh, Russell Crowe. It doesn't seem like Will Smith is a big part in it, actually, because he's not listed as one of the mains. But still, that's on his IMDb page.
1: And then what was before that? Well, before that,
0: uh, well, that movie was called After Earth, oh, or sorry. as I called it, Welcome to After Earth. <laughs> After Earth. And that movie basically stars as <laughs> kid. should have punched him in the face. Jason should landed. have punched him in the face. And I don't know, it, it, it just looked stupid. And that wasn't that the movie that was secretly directed by M. Night Shyamalan, but they... Took him off the poster because they I would were, not have been. They knew by that, that he was box office poison. Well,
1: because it has a stupid fucking M night ending where it's like this scary yeah. plant we're on that's so evolved to kill us is Earth. Yeah, and he, it's like yeah, the movie's called After After fucking Earth.
0: Earth. Yeah, and I think that he basically <laughs> just lifted the plot from uh, Planet of the Apes. Uh, shout out to Rafe Gutman, Mark. Hunt, he'll actually be on next week to talk about Star Trek with us and uh, Planet of the Apes reference reminds me that he has a podcast of the Apes. So if you love the Apes movies, uh, make sure you find that. Uh, so before that was Men in Black Three, which I actually did want to see because I love I love those characters. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it.
1: They did a good. job I did
0: with not that one. see it, but I wanted to. And then this crazy Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover. I don't care how huh? stupid that's... Yeah, that's actually happening. That's going to be a movie. It's a 21 Jump Street Men in Black uh, crossover movie. I don't even care that it doesn't make what? sense. What did I already say? I love crossovers. Great, <laughs> I'm in. I don't care. You want to throw something else in there?
1: BoJack Horseman, what is
0: this? A crossover <laughs> episode? <laughs> exactly. So uh, And then before that was a movie called Seven Pounds, which was about... That was a really good movie. Yeah, I feel like that was like a serious movie. It was serious. And was then really we, we finally get to a movie that I saw... And I will say that I half-liked Hancock. The first half of the movie was great. And then there's a moment right in the middle where, you know, they realize that they'd been married before or something, that they knew each other even though we couldn't remember. Uh, And then that second movie, that is the second half of Hancock was awful I hated it so much but I loved the first half I'm like this is great he's like a sort of like you know rundown superhero drinks a lot hey he's Jessica Jones mm-hmm. um, so that was good I, I
1: thought they were making a sequel for that
0: they are and I'm wondering if the first half is gonna suck and then the second half <laughs> will be great so then, then I'll I'll just them. cut them together and you Dumb. know I'll get I'll get like a super cut uh, just like I get my hair cut bang 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 <laughs> boom uh, anyway so Hancock was kind of the last big one. Uh, I Am Legend, Pursuit of Happiness was a sweet movie. I, I'm not going to criticize see, it. See,
1: that was back when I would go see every movie he yeah. made because I was like, oh, Will Smith in that? It's probably going to yeah, be Yeah, because before that,
0: he did Hitch, which was, you know, it was fun, whatever. Uh, I, Robot, Bad Boys 2. But by the way, Bad Boys 2, Men in Black 2, we're now back to 2002. So, We well, you know, took
1: that big time off and then he, like, helped make the second, the new Karate Kid movie. Yeah. But right. he wasn't in it.
0: Right. I know and and there you know there's stuff like Bagger Vance, but then of course we get to Wikiwiki Wiki, Wild Wild West. So, you know, it'd be great to see him in in fun movies. And you know, the funny thing is that this is not something we intended to talk about. Uh but uh by the way, if you look at his IMDb, there are two movies announced. Bad Boys 3 and Bad Boys 4, 2017 and 2019. So we Wait, got- okay, no, <laughs> I- enough franchising. Can Look, we have
1: original fucking stories? But here's anymore? the thing:
0: we want him to be fun, Will Smith, and this is the only way that he's going to be able to do it. I guess is okay, what they Okay, maybe think. fine. <laughs> Okay, where's Martin
1: Lawrence been this whole time, though? Because I feel like this is more of a money grab um, for him than anything. By
0: the way, when did we get the Big Mama's House Medea crossover? Speaking of crossovers.
1: Do you remember how Martin Lawrence movies always used to be hilarious to watch one time, and then were completely and then, unwatchable? And the second
0: time, you're like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, that's true. But anyway, so... You know this is the fun thing about doing the black cast, you know, some of the other stuff that I do. it's uh, really geared towards specific topics, and you gotta be focused i gotta I gotta spend like an hour talking about the New York Mets, which that's not really that much fun, but uh, I like to commiserate and share in pain and maybe you're not a Mets fan, but if you're a fan of the old Dennis Miller show, uh, there is an episode of. Mets Rap 360 that I do for After Buzz. That'll be this Sunday. Uh, our friend Salman, David Weiss, will be sitting in. So if you uh, just want to see a little bit of the band getting back together, uh, I don't know exactly what he's going to bring, but I hope it's not like his bathrobe sessions. It's a very specific reference for Dennis Miller show listeners, but uh, I thought it's something that you guys would like to know. Anyway... Uh, you know Agent Starling has officially gotten too big to be on the black cast every time we do it I think that's are you talking apparent. about
1: muscularly because it's starting to get a little dis- just hard to be around him
0: and by hard you mean yeah, yeah exactly um but yeah, no, no, he's, he's got, I mean, he even told me that he's had managers and agents and things tell him that he shouldn't get too much bigger because he's not going to be able to be cast and, you know, the, you know, you're not going to cast Will as your schlubby best friend. No. You know, because first of all, he, he can't grow facial Cause hair. Because
1: hashtag swole. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So, uh, but anyway, uh, and what we're going to have to talk to him about, that really the train we need to get on is the Nicole Taraj, because mm-hmm. her shit is blowing up. For real. Her career is, uh, it's just crazy. She's like always on the set. Uh, we'll, somewhere in the future, we'll talk about uh, my son Felix's first birthday. She couldn't make it because she was on the set, which, you know, I mean, good for her. But Would you, uh,
1: say, would you say she's a shooting star, Ling?
0: I would say that, yes. And I would even... I would even hit the ding. Uh, Anyway, in in recent weeks, what we've had uh, is kind of an avalanche of trailers for upcoming movies. There was a lot of news out of Comic-Con, and I wanted to talk about some of it uh, with you. I also wanted to talk about it with Will, but fuck him. He's not here. (laughs) So, um, you know. Wait, I can do my best version of Will. What's the topic? Uh, Oh, this will be a good one, because you know he's actually spoken out on this. Doctor Strange will be the first one. I just don't get it. I don't... Why is it strange? Why? <laughs> hey, Wado. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, Caturillo's Will impression, which I think we might need to hear next time Will's in the studio. You might want to You might want to mark that so you can pull that to play back the next time that uh, oh, we're with Will. Uh, because it's spot on, is what it is. Uh, yeah, look, Doctor Strange is, as the name implies, it's a very unusual character. It's, I'd say, the riskiest of all of these Marvel properties that they've tried to turn into movies, but... It's because it fucks with... Okay, this is my...
1: I'm sorry to just... No, no, go right ahead. No, absolutely. This is why I think those kinds of... it's, It's why it gets confusing when you enter in characters like Strange, because his world is the world of magic. Yeah. And... For most of this, like, DC universe that we've been experiencing, or sorry, Marvel universe and all this stuff, we don't have a lot of magic. We just have like powers and other shit and it's explained either through like science right. or like science and, mysticism. And keep
0: in mind that the Marvel Comics universe, the movie universe the MCMU, the movie universe, doesn't really have mutants in it because Fox owns the mutants. Yeah. So everybody's explained away by, you know, radioactive spiders and super serum and gamma rays. Well, or, it, or or by the way, also gay rays. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> to your point.
1: But but it's like it's like if you ever read something about Superman and you're like Oh, Superman weaknesses. Magic? What? Yeah, <laughs> and that's like a real thing. One of Superman's weaknesses is he's susceptible to magic.
0: So that means the Chris Angel Mind Freak could probably take down the Man of Steel.
1: Yeah. Wow. And and again, I know I'm mixing universes here, but it's uh, right. it's just a, it's just a matter of like when you get into this like the real nitty gritty of a comic book world, like anything is possible. Really possible. You can both have Tony Stark trying to explain everything with science. Like, why does Thor or Sammer do that? Well, because some sort of science technology blah yeah, blah blah right, and exactly. then you just throw dr strange well, in like who's straight up because no magic because right. magic bro
0: because there could have been magic in terms of thor because you know he's a he he's in a, a norse god he's in a, you know asgard and all that but then they're like oh well you know they're like aliens who live in space mm-hmm. so that became like science fiction and not magic so you're right this is the first time we've actually had magic sort of you know altering reality a little bit and it it is an area that they have not gone into, but... In general, I'm trusting Marvel at this point because Mm -hmm. properties that I didn't think were going to translate well to the big screen. Uh, Thor was kind of a a, a bit of a tough sell in my mind. Having read Thor and liked the character, both in his own book and in The Avengers, I didn't know how well that was going to work. But it turned out great. Will doesn't love those movies, but I think that they're really well done. Um, Even Captain America, I was like, oh, but he's like... He's so square. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no. Will made me realize he's Superman. Mm-hmm. So that works if you do him right. And he's literally like the G. Oshucks kid who grew up in Brooklyn in the 40s. So he's still that guy. So it works that he's also super strong and has a, a shield, which is not magic.
1: Mm-hmm. No. And the shield that and, the, and then again, you have. A big part of Captain America is that his shield is indestructible. So no matter what somebody's shooting at him or doing towards him, he can survive it because he's got his shield. And the science of that is it's a combination of two super rare, super powerful minerals or whatever uh, elements. Uh, The thing that I think will be helpful with Doctor Strange is my understanding is... It starts off with Doctor Strange is a medical doctor who yes. doesn't believe in any of this right. stuff, and Which has to be is exposed to how it was. become Doctor and Strange.
0: It seems like from the trailer, much like the comic book character, he he's kind of a dick. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like comeuppance for. 60s marvel's character marvel characters spider-man can't be bothered to stop somebody that's running down the hallway because it's not his problem guy goes off and shoots his uncle ben Mm -hmm. you know so you by the way spoiler alert to 1962 amazing fantasy 15 (laughs) sorry uh uncle ben is dead Uh, but he lives on in boxes of rice everywhere oh man this bell is taking a beating uh, uh, there's, there's some <laughs> joke, but probably better left unsaid. If Brzezinski was here, he yeah. would have said it. But look, it looks cool. It looks weird. Um, I, I, I've said this already, but Benedict Cumberbatch doing an American accent. I was like, you know what? He could have just been British. Like, stop. Like, yeah. it, 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 so he lives in New York, but he's from he's from England. It's fine. I, I don't like American accents. Can we
1: stop pretending? Okay, I dated this girl who loved Benedict Cumberbatch. She was like she thought he was like the coolest, hottest, greatest thing that ever happened. And I was like, First of all, why? First he's of so, all,
0: weird. That's just
1: fucking dumb because yeah. he's weird looking. Just plainly factually, he looks weird. He's yeah. got no chin and he looks like a giant gumby human.
0: Yeah. Like, no. Very accurate assessment.
1: Uh but I just what's with him getting cast as all these like cool
0: yeah, awesome
1: yeah. He's not Khan. I would never see Benedict Cumberbatch and be like, "I bet he can fight well." <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, yeah. "His his level. Of, he should have been Khan, except for when Khan gets in the fight with Spock, he just curls in a ball and yeah. tries.
0: Like as Doctor Strange, it's like, "All right, a guy who needs magic to be able to kick ass." Yeah, I buy that more. But yeah, you're right. But he, he, he works
1: as an intellectual. That's why he plays Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes yeah. and the guy from the Imitation Game and yeah. all this stuff. He doesn't. He doesn't. Work for me as a physical entity who's like punching and kicking you. Like, yeah. no, don't buy it.
0: So, important question. Uh, the girl that you dated who liked Benny the Cumberbatch. Is she in your phone? as cummed her batch, or is that not how she's in your phone? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, but nice. but close. I did not look at you while I said that because I would, I knew I would have laughed at my own joke, and <laughs> even I know that's obnoxious.
1: She's the girl from the drive-in.
0: Oh no! Yeah. I was actually gonna ask that first, but then I was so proud of my little joke that I forgot <laughs> that I wanted to ask that. Oh boy! Uh, so no cum. By the no, way, no
1: come for her batch. N-
0: no cum for her <laughs> batch. Uh, if this were a comic book, there would be an asterisk when he just mentioned the drive-in, and then you'd look and. It would say, see Blackcast 155, all about EO, dash editor, which is what I always liked because I I always wanted to know what was going on in the other comics and like, oh, this is what this is referring to. Great. I got to get Blackcast 155.
1: So I might need to like come fish around your garage at some point because I heard that it's filled with comic books. 3,000. What happened to me is, so, you know, I I read that graphic novel for the sequel for Fight Club, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, What's the guy's name? Chuck? Chuck uh, Polinick. Polinick, Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed
1: that, and as a medium, I haven't really read a ton of comic books. But having read that graphic novel, it really made me appreciate the medium and how just things can be done interesting and sure. it's just a whole different way of reading. So now I've been on like a whole comic book kick, and I've been reading a bunch. I bought that Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, right? Which
0: sounds like it's great. Have it You read it, read it already? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I got it. I got it on Sunday, the day after uh, Felix's birthday, right. and then read it like at work.
0: Love, of course, it. and Bad now work. I've been.
1: I found a. I found a, a grip of Civil War uh, comics that I had gotten from my friend, and I just read a bunch of the Wolverine Vendetta, yeah, like, little run, and it's just so interesting meeting these characters in their original form. Because yeah,
0: I mean, I th- I have a few things that are easily uh, loanable, uh, like the trade paperback of the Dark Phoenix saga, which is probably one of the best stories ever. I believe that the trade paperback is Uncanny X-Men 129 through 137. And again, sometimes I like to flex my nerd muscles and show that I know issue numbers. Uh, 129, the first appearance of Kitty Pride 137, spoiler alert, something bad happens to Gene. I'll just uh, let you figure out what happens. Um, but yeah... <laughs> oh, (laughs) Um, I have about, I I think I have about 3,000 comic books and they're all Felix's. That's always been my excuse. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to to my kids one day. Mm -hmm. You know, to be fair, I I was always figuring I'd give it to my son, you know, I I guess I've got some Ewoks comics if, if I have a daughter after that, but how uh, great
1: would it be if you, if you do have a little girl and Felix also hates comic
0: books and the girl loves them. That'll set me straight and be like, you know what? That's my own mistake.
1: And you're going to name her Christina
0: maybe and Felix's name should be Hector you know it should be the the male (laughs) version of Hector. Um,
1: yeah
0: no it's funny because I do like the medium of comic books I do not read comic books regularly anymore Um, and something I want to talk to Will about if he weren't being a dick and being somewhere else right now um is the fact that he's actually started reading uh, DC comics again because of the rebirth and the fact that his flash Wally West is back and he's interested in the character again. He'd kind of walked away from a while. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one series that I kind of like because it's a very specific tone. They have something called, uh, what is it? It's X-Men 92, I think is what they call it. So it's like, the X-Men animated series characters, and it's new stories with them. And it's I thought it was like, okay, so this is going to be like, you know, for kids. It's going to be kind of a dumbed-down version. But not really. It actually references things that happened in the actual comic books, like the fact that that Storm knows Dracula from uh, Uncanny X-Men 159 and uh, X-Men Annual 6, and... Jeff can attest to the fact that I didn't look that up somewhere it's no. just it's it's all up here I I don't remember important things but I know shit like this right. um and so I kind of like it cuz I like that tone cuz I even I even continued to buy and read X-Men comics, and I kind of, you know, I definitely, it it droned off a little bit for me uh, by the end of the 90s, and they're, you know, way before then, but I continued to buy them just out of some kind of blind loyalty. So I love the medium, it's just there isn't much of it that I actually take in, and I, I am, you know, my son's only one, but I'm very excited about him finding that medium, and you know if when I was, like, say, seven, somebody, you know, just opened up a garage and been like, oh, yeah, all these books, go ahead, read them carefully, you know, make sure that you don't, uh, you know, don't loan them to any of your uh, dirtbag friends. Hmm. But, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, there's a lot to be gained from that. You know, you could find out, like, what is Doctor Strange all about is just one example to kind of tie back into that. So. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that looks like uh, Captain EO is going to have to come over and do a little, uh, like the, the Toys R Us shopping spree that they used to always give away on Nickelodeon that I always wanted. Oh. See, yeah,
1: I just, I love, I love, I love, diff- that's why I, I liked Paul Nick's books because he writes each of his books in a little bit of a different style. And I think that's, it, even just reading one comic to the next, like, so for example, reading the Deadpool comic when there's Wolverine in that versus the Wolverine in his own little book, the Vendetta thing. Uh, they're just totally different. The, the way he looks, the yeah. way he talks, the way he acts, everything is just I know, totally and different.
0: I, I I did like kind of the consistency, you know, that you always wanted Wolverine in his own standalone series to not be that different than Wolverine in the X-Men. But at the same time, you're telling stories where he he's not with the X-Men and Captain America, Thor... Iron Man. They all had their own standalone books as well, uh, so it was always kind of interesting to to see how they all uh, all that stuff played out. But anyway, um, so the moral of that story: comics is good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just think I, I like the, I like how
1: being nerdy or enjoying things is making a resurgence because yeah. the whole idea. And I talked to Will about this at Felix's birthday. The whole idea of disliking things or treating things as stupid to make you feel cool because yeah. it's easier to fit in by thinking something stupid because it yeah. implies you have taste it's stupid and you're stupid enjoy the things that you like and stick up for them by just saying that you like them and not yeah. worrying if other people don't like them it's going to make you seem so much cooler and yeah so much more interesting but, and well-rounded
0: right and it, it's a completely different mindset right now because you know it it The fact that I continued to buy X-Men comics into, like, 1998, 1999, I was, like, 22, 23, it it, it was, like, something that I did, but and didn't talk to anybody about it, you Mm -hmm. know, because I just, like, I like the characters, I wanted to see what they were up to. And, you know, I'd really pared down over the course of of the the decade of the 90s. I, you know, gave up on Spider-Man, whom I loved from, like, even before I read comics, I liked Mm -hmm. the cartoon. And... It's a completely different approach now. And, you know, Felix is going to grow up in an age, at least in theory, where stuff like this, it's cool because there's these movies and then, you know, more stuff from the comics. And, uh, yeah, but it, yeah, it, when I was like 22, 23, it was not cool to read comics. I, I wasn't ashamed of it, but I didn't want people to find out. So maybe that is being ashamed. Mm-hmm. but it was, it was very secret, you know, yeah. like, it's not like something that you would ever bring up if you were, uh, trying to get some strange, some doctor strange, you wouldn't make that joke. But, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just not something you ever talked about. I didn't even talk to like, you know, I didn't talk to my guy friends about it except for ones that I'd known since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'd be like, well, let me tell you about the age of apocalypse. What's gone on when Charles Xavier actually was, you know, well, I don't want to, it's a whole thing, but legion goes back in time and tries to kill magneto and whoops he misses accidentally kills professor x and you want to talk about divergent timelines uh if you kill professor xavier uh shit gets all bent out of shape and literally
1: magneto bending metal reference right bang bang, bang. 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 yeah <laughs> yeah
0: but uh you know sort of a, a fascinating thing that they they of course undid you, you can't change forever i mean i guess both marvel and dc have tried to reboot their series forever but anyway so that's kind of the point though as we're referencing like news that came out of comic-con is that comic-con is not what comic conventions were when i was a kid when uh god bless my mom she would take me usually once a month to a holiday inn in wayne new jersey because you, you didn't go into the city back then in, in the <laughs> mid to late 80s. You just you just didn't do it from uh-huh. where we lived. But, uh, you know, and we would go. I don't know, it was like $5 to get in. It was mostly you were there to buy comics because, you know, there wasn't really an easy way to get back issues of older comics. So you kind of had to save up some money. You would be excited to be able to buy bootleg VHS of great finds like the Star Wars holiday special, Happy Life Day, everyone, things like that, you know, stuff that now, you know, you can find on your phone in like five seconds, which is crazy, but it was great. And it's, it's so not, you know, and there'd usually be like one guest that they bribed to come out of the city. They probably like lived in New Jersey or something. And I remember uh, meeting people like, Klaus Jansen, who was the artist on the monthly Punisher series, not the limited series that Mike Zek did, but he did the monthly... So I had him sign Punisher number one. I don't know what it did to the value of it, but I'm always like, well, that's kind of a cool thing to have. And I didn't have him sign the cover. It was like a cool picture of the Punisher, like a full page. And I'm like, yeah, can you sign it right by his foot? Just because I'm like, that looks cool. So... I could put my hands on that. And, you know, if you if you start rooting around in my garage for Punisher comics, you'll find that one. Dope. So it was fun, but it's like that's not what Comic-Con is now. That's kind of the point I made. I had a ton of fun. I went to Comic-Con five years ago, but it was not like that. Sure, there were comics that you could buy, mm-hmm. but it was all about movies and stuff that's not even really attached to the world of comic I, books.
1: Yeah, I have this weird relationship with current-day Comic-Con insofar as I'm totally fascinated by it, and it looks so cool. And a couple of years ago, it really seemed like something I would totally want to do. And now I have come to the conclusion that I will never, ever, ever in my life go anywhere near that. Right. Because things that I hate, crowds, yep, waiting in lines, yep. being around weird, annoying people. Yep what do you do at
0: Comic-Con? Okay, but there are scantily clad women, and I think you might have a little bit of a history where you like that.
1: I do like that, but right now, I'm in a look-don't-touch, so it's basically
0: pointless. So what's the point? Yeah, it's, right. like, it's like going to the zoo. If I can't ride the fucking rhinoceros, why do I even go mm-hmm. to the zoo?
1: That's why I go to the wildlife park in <laughs> <at> San
0: Diego. <laughs> Just jump off the car. Um, let me ask you a question, though, which I was going to pose to you and Agent Starling, but again, he doesn't like us. Uh, there seems to be uh, the first ever, I think, Palm Springs Comic Convention is going to happen uh, later in August. Now, does that sound like something that could be fun for you? Because it doesn't. It's not on the scale of like a Comic Con. Yeah, you know, I, it's something new. Like,
1: yeah, I, I would like to. I'd rather go to the new thing because I'd rather just learn more about that. I'm at a phase right now where. I'm interested in all this stuff. I find it fascinating, but I don't have as much knowledge as you or will because you spent a lot more time reading the comics and and doing all that stuff. And you're
0: not not also old AF like (laughs) me.
1: Yeah, well I'm the That's same reference ages. for the
0: kids, AF. But
1: in fairness to you, I'm the I'm older than Will. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's true. And he knows way more than I do. I mean by like a month or two. Yeah, but, but so. still.
0: I you know. Like, uh, no, your your birthday was in July and his birthday's in November. You're way older than him. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. basically a child. Yeah, but anyways.
0: Exactly. Um, Again, and he also can't grow facial hair. Yeah. And what would he say about Doctor Strange, by the way, if you asked him? <laughs> I don't get it. It's strange. Why is it strange? What's so strange about it? Ah! I mean, at some point, they need to just be fun. How about (laughs) Iron Fist is the funny one? Why can't we be funny?
1: What's with this? But also, I like the DC universe where everything's sad and depressing. Look, maybe I've had six beers, but why can't we just like both? You know who I like? Superman. You know why? Fuck
0: you and scene yes agent starling part 2 uh anyway yeah so it, it's it's like you get cool stuff that happens in comic con but at the same time i was at home And I saw, like, oh, shit, there's a Doctor Strange trailer. And now there is stuff that didn't leak online that we didn't get to see, like footage from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There's stuff. But for the most part, we got to see everything. Like the TV series for Legion, which is kind of – which not even kind of. It's an X-Men spinoff, but there'll be no X-Men and no references to them in it because (laughs) it's by Noah Hawley, the guy who did the TV version of Fargo. And he's like, probably – he didn't say this, but in my mind, he's like – superheroes are stupid my friend
1: plays an archangel in preacher oh really yeah she's susan, susan oh wow i
0: I have every episode of preacher except for the first one which i actually watched i have them kind of backlogged yeah. because you know my friend roxy she does the after buzz after show for mm-hmm. preacher and she actually said it's really slow it's going to be a good binge and i'm like great i'm waiting for the season to end then and the season just ended so, so perfect we i do, do want to binge
1: i haven't watched it
0: but, but I, your friend is uh, – so she's an archangel, and you said her name is Susan. Susan okay. Archangel. I so, think she's
1: in the third episode. Okay. Well, um, it won't be too long like, before I get there. There was just like a thing I, I, I had seen randomly on Facebook where somebody had um, – her, her sister-in-law, who was another friend, because the three of us were best friends in preschool – uh, had posted a screen grab where it was like talking preacher or whatever, and it was like actress Juliana Potter at like four foot nine plays the Archangel Susan.
0: <laughs> the Archangel Susan! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now that's pretty cool. So that brings it back though to uh, Legion, which it's like, okay, looks interesting. Uh, it's a fascinating character. So what you don't know about Legion is that he is Moira McTaggart's son and you know she's very familiar to people who even did just Did she bang Xavier? She did or- but um david is 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 legion's name is not their son i actually remembered it that way and then realized i'm like no that just it was sort of convenient memory in my mind that it's actually her son with someone else and when he's in her office in x-men apocalypse uh that is legion's father david's father and anyway wait in the movie Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like looking at pictures. There's a military guy. Oh, yeah. So that's sort of like a bit of a you know inside Easter egg thing. I'm
1: sorry that I stole your memory. Yeah,
0: I know, right? It's like whatever. And it's like, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, Legion is actually what you know. That's that show. Legion's the one who travels back in time and tries to kill Magneto to make the world better. And whoops. So, so you're telling me that the X Men the flashpoint paradox except that it happened in 1997 so i don't oh, know i don't so, know when flashpoint so happened
1: one, i just love that they both steal from each other so yeah blatantly. oh
0: so blatantly you know both like characters and, and stories and They're you know events like, ah yeah. but
1: yours sucks and ours is great yeah well
0: you know i had a whole i had a whole uh, facebook conversation about why secret wars was better than crisis on infinite earths because crisis on infinite earths These are both like 1985. Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, was basically (laughs) designed, excuse me, as Will Smith would say, Crisis on Infinite Earths (laughs) was designed to basically clean up a mess of too many alternate realities and Earth 2s and 3s and 6s. And Secret Wars was just like, yep, some super powerful being just uh, picks people up, puts them on a planet and says, let them fight. And I'm like, great. It's just simple. And it's the first appearance of Spider-Man's black costume. What? Wars. I thought you were going to say Black Cousin, but no, that's Miles Morales's cousin, ah. which, uh, in my mind, not canon. What's the What's the Earth? Is it Is it an X Men thing? Because I'm remembering
1: like a random. You know, this is great for the podcast, but I'm remembering like a it's some sort of episode of the cartoons where they get sent to this like alternate. Like uh, some planet that's run by this weird dude who like plugs himself Mojo. into yeah Mojo and, and yeah he's that's got little like legs the, the
0: Mojo verse yeah mm-hmm. uh, Mojo is is a, a like a crazy character and it actually came out of Longshot who ends up being an X Man and he appeared in those episodes of the uh, the X Men animated series and Mojo was his villain from the Longshot limited series that Arthur Adams uh, did the artwork for and it was a issue series and Mojo was kind of this character that was only existed in that but both Longshot and Mojo kind of transferred over to the X-Men because I guess that they just wanted to do something with them and Mojo as X-Men villains go actually it's a lot kind of like the Joker, who we'll talk about in a little bit, because he's just like, he's just crazy, and he just does stuff because it amuses him, and like, he turns the X-Men into babies at one point, in X-Men Annual number 10, what? the X-Babies. He's the yeah. one who,
1: he like... Feeds off of the people watching his. Yeah, he's
0: like the TV shows, so it's like a precursor to present day reality television. Basically, like Mojo would look at the Kardashians and go, "Like, no, that's too crazy for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not with Kate. You know, this is this shit's too crazy. This is."
1: they should just end, like, whenever they finish out their little, like, whatever this iteration of the um, X-Men universe right. that they've created, they should just have a Mojo episode and then the end of it is or, like, eh, a Mojo one, and at the end of it, it's just Mojo's been sucking our souls by making us watch all these X-Men movies.
0: <laughs> well, in a couple instances, he definitely did that. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, Last just Stand. Add that, I was going to yeah. say, add that scene to the end of Last Stand, yeah. done. Right, exactly, so... See, look at all the things you're learning. See, there's a lot of, like, you know... And, again, I do like when I get to show off. In the same episode, I've referenced X-Men Annual 6 and X-Men Annual 10. So, this isn't just issues. This is, like, once a year, the annual comes out. And it's like, oh, well, you know, X-Men Annual 9 is going to be a story with Loki. And, you know... So, it's like... There were events. And it was, like, also because they figured in the summer, kids had summer jobs so they could waste more money. And buy, like, a a double-sized issue that also came out. Mm -hmm. And... When I was a kid, uh, they started coming out bi-weekly. So every two weeks, you get issues of X-Men and Amazing Spider-Man. and you know, like big storylines like Genosha for the X-Men, which is sort of the island of misfit mutants to sort of borrow from Ruth Reno's reindeer, but uh, some venom and carnage storyline. So it was like it was like stuff where you're like, well shit, I gotta buy two up two issues this month, I guess. So anyway, Um, definitely down the rabbit hole, but, uh, that's, that's what we do here. Look what you missed, Agent Starling. I, I don't know if I should tell him to listen to this because we we've made fun of him and we've done impressions of him. I kind of want him to hear those when we play them for him. But here's the thing: I'll ask him to listen to this, and he won't. Like it took him two months to listen to BlackCast One Hundred and Fifty Five All About EO, and I was just like, "Oh, you're going to learn a lot about him, and you'll hear some good stories." And he's like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it." By the way, motivation report now on SoundCloud. You know, so <laughs> see, even in making fun of him, I gave him a plug. Um, anyway, uh, so oddly enough, we're actually talking about things that happened at comic-con uh the news came out that brie larson's gonna star as captain marvel who it seems like it's more like ms marvel but ms marvel is such an antiquated terminology it's such a 70s name i know that there have been a number of captain marvels but it's smart because i didn't know anything about that movie and now i don't care i'm like oh you cast like a real actress as captain marvel great i'm in you don't have to tell me anything else i'll go see it the day it comes out
1: marvel is the alien in the dc universe right
0: Right. Yeah, and there is there is, actually, there is actually the original Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe was named Marvel. So, you know, I guess they figured, well, we're Marvel Comics, even though it used to be timely. We're Marvel Comics, so we're going to go ahead and use that character name. Um, and uh, let's talk about speaking of the DC Universe, because uh, there was a trailer for Wonder Woman, which mm-hmm. even people who are not excited about the... Uh, DC Cinematic Universe, the Zack Snyderverse, all kind of concede that Wonder Woman was great in Batman v Superman. People are excited about this movie. The trailer looks great. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine, Captain Kirk, getting some work. That's what I like to see. Uh, what do you think of, uh, of Wonder Woman now that we've had this trailer, which gives us at least a little bit more,
1: a little I, taste? I loved the trailer. I, I It made me excited for the movie, My first instant reaction I remember as soon as I watched it was, finally, a female superhero action movie that I'm actually buying. You know, I've seen... So
0: not Elektra.
1: Yeah, not Elektra. (laughs) Well, you just see so many of these, like, female superhero movies or female, like, secret agent or whatever. and, And they beat the shit out of these guys by doing, like, spinny moves and all this other stuff. And you're just like... Okay, that dude's 6'6", 300 pounds. I don't care how fucking athletic you are as, like, a 5'5 five five woman. He's just bigger than you and will crush you. Like, that's how fights work. That's why in boxing and other, like, MMA, they don't put in the, like, 5'6", 150-pound right. guy with the 400-pound <laughs> guy. And But... The great part about Wonder Woman is she is that strong. This yeah. character is meant to be that strong and powerful. And when you when I saw those little bits of fight scene in the trailer, I was like, I buy it. I buy that Absolutely. she's kicking yeah. the shit out of these guys.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it looks great. And, uh, you know, I, that's going to come out after Justice League or before Justice League. I actually forget.
1: I think it's got to be before because yeah. that was a solid trailer, and we've had a, a release date for that
0: one. Yeah, I, I think you're right, so we'll we'll get that first. Uh, but speaking of Justice League, we actually got to see the first image of the Justice League together, and I think it's interesting, because we all kind of knew it was coming, but hey, look, there's Superman with the Justice League. Yeah. I thought he was, spoiler alert, dead. Uh, <laughs> but I guess not, because he's in Justice League, except of course we all knew he was in Justice League.
1: They, uh, they blew their wad with Doomsday way too far. I know.
0: Like, save him for, like, five movies from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a great villain.
1: You Look, the the great part about Doomsday was, uh, to me, was always meant to be something that can actually kill Superman or yeah. or for, as far as we can tell, kill Superman. Because that was, to my knowledge, the closest he ever came to that was getting the shit beat out of him by Doomsday until his heart gets so slowed that, like, he barely is alive. And then he comes right. back to life. It, he's always meant to come back to life. We always knew he was going to come back to life. Don't waste Doomsday in, in movie two.
0: Right. and movie two, which was already way too busy. I'm yeah. not even going to talk about the cameos of the Justice League. You just... You already had Lex Luthor. That is enough, by the way. Yeah. You can... It's okay. There's the first one we with Lex just, Luthor. Yeah.
1: We could have just been introduced to Lex Luthor.
0: And then if you want to have him fight Batman, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. But that's it. That's You didn't need anything else.
1: Batman should have been... It should have really what i would have liked
0: in this mo- or
1: in in the second one
0: Batman versus Superman yeah, yeah.
1: Batman vs Superman is if it was really more of just a Superman movie you get the hey Superman you need to be held accountable for your choices in the first movie where like you blew up half the fucking planet just fighting those other kryptonians
0: right so also the plot of civil war just to point out you know how everything is the same yeah, yeah of course but
1: but but i mean it all it all just speaks cuz it's all relative to themes that we have in our planet right now and i feel like if you want to compare it to something it's like drone strikes there's basically no accountability and like all this power and there's no way for these people to fight back and so it's a question of even if you can do it and if there is any amount of collateral damage like that's an issue like that's an issue that needs to be addressed and so he's getting addressed by congress Maybe this would have made it a little bit more of a boring movie. But then you could have the dynamics with Lex Luthor. You could have just had a different bad guy. yeah. And you could have had him introduced to Batman and had some fight there. But it could have been a little bit more ancillary. And you definitely didn't need to name the movie Batman vs. Superman when we know that that fight is not the main fight.
0: Right. Exactly. It's Batman meets Superman. You know, yeah. it's like... it's it's Look, since I talked about how much I like crossovers, it's not... The Flintstones versus the Jetsons, all right? No. It's the Flintstones and the Jetsons. You know, that's that's what we really want. But anyway, see, and then it, it always goes back to that. But the justice league trailer uh does look cool uh will had an observation that he would make if he was here and not being an asshole by the way he's like having dinner with a friend it's not like he's too big for us but he'd like he's like oh he, he's so cute too because he's like oh shoot i'm having dinner i'm like whatever it's fine we'll we'll see you next time but hey, you you told
1: us like two days ago yeah i know because i was
0: like i was just like oh yeah uh i want because uh big announcement Coltrane will be in town in the very near future, so uh, later on this month you're going to hear some Coltrane. So I wanted to line up that one, but then I'm like, oh, but before Coltrane comes in, I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, some of these Comic Con trailers. I want to talk about Star Trek, which you'll hear next week on the Black Cast. Will's also not around for that. will also saw Star Trek Beyond, but uh, his opinion won't be factored in. Are
1: we waiting for him to talk Ghostbusters?
0: Um we will talk about Ghostbusters. I wonder if Coltrane saw it. We'll talk Ghostbusters next time he's here. Because okay. did you see it? I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I thought it was fine. It was unnecessary, but it had some good jokes. <laughs> Leslie Jones was it the, had the best me, part. It had me
1: laughing. Yeah. It had me laughing a lot. Yeah. And it, it, it gave the proper homage to the original. And that's, yeah. That's all I needed. That's all
0: I needed. I, I, it just is. It you know what? Bustin makes me feel good, like the Ray Parker Jr. song said. That's all <laughs> I need. Um, Bustin makes
1: me feel we good. We will see
0: what uh, Will has to say. You and I both know how Will fears, feels about Ghostbusters. But, uh, I love how Will is just... Will
1: never stop defending his DC Universe stuff. Yep. And, it's, and then he shits he's on everything else. Boy. Shits on everything else if it has the slightest flaw yeah. or isn't exactly the way he liked it as when he was a child. Like, Jurassic World is a piece of shit because it's not Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, it's called Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park 2.
0: So suck it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. But the point being, what I was going to mention because I said Will, uh, he pointed out that the Justice League trailer, it's like mostly jokes. Because yeah. everybody's like, oh, these movies are too serious. They're, they're not funny. And I always, to kind of try to wind them up, I'll always be like, yeah, don't they have mem- memos that say no jokes in the DC movies? And he's like, there's jokes in those movies! There are jokes! Why is he so strange?
1: Anyway. <laughs> I just, I wish... I wish that they had just blatantly ripped off jokes from the Marvel, like oh, you, like like if Aquaman's just like he's like, hey, who are you? And he's just like, fuck you. And then Batman was like, language.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be great. But look, it it looks good, and uh, I don't know. It's you know what? It's going to be some great superheroes. And Aquaman getting together. Yeah, I always should on Aquaman, but I I haven't been convinced that he's cool yet. He he looks kinda badass, but he also he just looks like he's Cal just...
1: Drago will ride a horse, (laughs) a (laughs) seahorse. I just hope that he's his Game of Thrones character riding a seahorse in the ocean. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh,
0: But it was great to see it, and I'm like, cool. And again, I didn't have to go to Comic-Con to see it. Um, One last trailer before we uh, talk about something uh, for the rest of the episode that we both watched. Uh, There's a trailer for Lego Batman. Oh, so good. It's so cool, and it's like... The idea that he forgot that he adopted Robin. (laughs) That he did it, like, as a joke. And Robin is, like, exactly how I think of Robin. I don't think of Robin as, like, a cool character. To me, Robin is, one, Dick Grayson. (laughs) Two... Bert Ward from the 60s Batman show like he's never cooler than that period he can't be like the Joker killing Jason Todd Robin I'm like whoa, that's too much for me I, I'm not in on that you know spoiler alert but, but like, I thought that was part of
1: the killing joke so when I watched it you I was were like, like
0: wait, wait doesn't Robin, Robin and why is yeah. he get killed right exactly but that I actually forget what that st- that story I think is called the death in the family oh. uh, where and it was like Jason Todd was a very unpopular Robin and they let people vote on like a nine hundred number. You had to call in. Way to make money, coaching yeah. And you got to vote and you're like, I fucking hate Robin. I hope the Joker <laughs> kills him. And then you're just like, Whoa, I guarantee that they were like, We didn't think that was gonna happen. Yeah. Okay, Darkest I guess we're k guess one. we kill Robin. You know? So uh anyway, you know, let's hope that they that Marvel never does that. It's like, should we kill Foggy Nelson? No, I love Foggy Nelson. Don't do it. And then they made a new
1: one called the Killinger joke where he also rapes Robin after killing him.
0: Probably. I'm not, not going to hit the bell for that. <laughs> it's too dark. Um, but anyway, Lego Batman looks fun, uh, very lighthearted, and that is not what we see a lot in Batman.
1: I can't wait for the Zach Galifianakis Joker.
0: That's oh, that's who he is in that yeah. is he's the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I think Michael Cera Ro- yeah, Michael Sarah is Robin. Yeah, Michael Sarah is Robin, and obviously Will Arnett is Batman again, like he was in the Lego Movie. So that's going to be fun. Great, you know, I loved the
1: Lego Movie. I, I loved Legos, and I just thought that was like that such was so
0: well done, movie. and the fact that like Batman shows up, and you know, Han Solo shows up. Spoiler, uh, <laughs> hmm. but anyway. So you referenced it, and we were talking about Batman, and uh, you know, in our final. Minute, here, I did want to talk about the animated movie for *The Killing Joke*, which there had been a lot of excitement and a lot of build-up for, and I feel like in talking about it we don't really need to say spoiler alert, but it is actually different. There's like a, actually a whole part before the, the graphic novel story starts. So there are some things that might spoil it. If, if we talk about it and you don't know and you're waiting to watch it, but for the most part, the things that happen in the movie happen in the comic book, the the main things that happen. So I don't think we're giving that much away. There's like one thing that it's kind of been reported widely, but anyway, so now we're past the part where I warn people. Um, There'd been a lot of excitement to this because Kevin Conroy was going to be Batman again, and Mark Hamill had said he wouldn't do the Joker again, and then later he said, well, I'll do the Joker if they do a killing joke. And by the way, now he's doing the Joker a couple more times from what I've heard. So there's, you know... Well, money. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm doing Luke Skywalker again, I'm doing the Joker again. If I'd had any other roles, I would do those again. But... I'll also play, you know, Mark Hamill, if you want. Anybody's interested, I'll be Mark Cock Hamill. Cockknocker. <laughs> Cockknocker. Speaking of Jay and Silent Back, we were talking before, the, before we started. Uh, anyway, so there's a lot of excitement, and I think something that actually kind of became an iconic... You know, just such a well received and very popular graphic novel from the late 80s. You know, I I think Tim Burton said that that portrayal of the Joker kind of inspired, you know, at least not that the Jack Nicholson Joker is really quite like that, but it sort of was in his head as they were shaping the Jack Nicholson Joker in the 1989 Batman. Uh, And, you know, look, it's an Alan Moore story. Uh, so it's going to be dark and you know the story. Even if you didn't read the story, you kind of know some shit that happens in it.
1: Which one did Frank Miller do?
0: Frank Miller did Batman Returns? Yeah, Dark Knight Returns. I think he also did Year One. Okay. So yeah, yeah, and they've done animated movies of the Dark Knight, which I know they you've both seen, and I, I still I haven't seen. I still have not seen those, and you told me, like, many black casts ago that I should watch them, but you know, maybe now they're easier to find through slightly less than legal means. Mm, who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, I do want to see those, but I actually
1: spent a day once just watching all the new DC animated movies by just finding them online. Awesome. Just, well, it's just too much of a pain in the ass you're gonna to go elsewhere.
0: Yeah. Are you going to go buy the DVD? Yeah. Like, go to... Look,
1: if you offered it to me on DC for like a dollar rent for a single watch even. Yeah. Fine. Done. I'd pay a dollar. But I'd, beyond that. I'd buy that for a dollar. Bam.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, all that ramp up. Um, I, and, and I'll just go first. I think it was really well done. I think Mm -hmm. that it is a very dark story, and you don't usually get to see that in animation, you know, because it's usually designed to be broadcast on TV. And if it is for the movies, it's still kind of, like, you know, TV-friendly, essentially. And this doesn't go too far, you know? Like, what you see isn't disturbing. I mean, I'd say that this is, like, firmly PG-13. This is not an R-rated Batman movie, um, and I think that's good. I don't think that I think you alienate too much potential audience when you do that. Uh this Joker is kind of much more like the Joker that we've become accustomed to, the Heath Ledger Joker. What I assume the Jared Leto Joker is like even though I haven't seen the movie, you know, there's that Joker where he's like he's not he's not Cesar Romero. He's not a clown. Like he's fucking crazy and he he revels in the fact that he's so crazy and he acts out on it. And You know, he does terrible things, and he's trying to make a point about how he has a great monologue in the show, which is also in the comic, about one bad day. And it just takes one bad day for you to go crazy. And, you know, he wants Jim Gordon, Detective Jim Gordon, to have... Commissioner Jim Gordon to have that one bad day and to be fair that is a really bad fucking day that the Joker yeah. gives Jim Gordon Batman has not a great day that day but it's not it's nothing like Jim Gordon's day um, and I look I think i think that they told the Killing Joe comic book story really well uh, I think they were true to the source material And I think that that is probably something that in Mm -hmm. 2016 gets criticized where it didn't in 1988. And it's just changing times. But you know what? Sometimes terrible things happen to good people. And... Let's not forget, the Joker is a terrible person. He murders people all the time. So if he does something that seems a little bit more inappropriate, which we'll get into about whether or not it actually happened, uh, you know, that's the sort of thing. Now, what people are complaining about is the first part of the movie. But I want to get your thoughts on the second part of the movie, the actual, like, you know, the... Okay, Batgirl's a little prologue ends, and then the killing joke starts. Uh, Give us your thoughts on that before we move on to the second part of the... The first part of the movie, actually.
1: As someone who has not read the graphic novel, and this is my first... I mean, I I knew parts of the story. Like, I know the Red Hood part of the story.
0: Uh, Right, and you, like, thought that Robin got killed in it. So, you know, but he does not.
1: Yeah, well, because I knew that from, like, the Red Hood movie or whatever. Um, And... I liked it. It was really interesting. I think, to me, the most disturbing part of it, as as somebody who did, hadn't seen the graphic novel or read the graphic novel and all that, is the ending. Is yeah. and again, obviously spoilers. Yeah. is Batman laughing at the joke, it's, and, and it's you're just like considering what, what? what
0: just happened. And, and this is short, by the way. It's like 75 minutes. It's mm-hmm. not that hard to watch. Uh, you know, you can get it on demand on most like cable and satellite providers if you don't want to like buy a DVD. Um, it's 75 minutes, and yeah, it's interesting that they're at a point in their relationship where it's like so the Joker even says like, "So you're gonna rough me up like usual before you throw me back in jail." He's like, "No, not this time," and he like wants to talk. Talk about like look, we need to get past this point. One of us is gonna kill the other and I I don't want that. Let me help you. And he's like, nah, which is good because I don't want the Joker to accept his help. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him to accept his help and then try to shoot him and then Batman has to shoot him. You know It's and- just it was so real. Yeah. I feel
1: like this was a Joker who could really exist.
0: This yeah. was
1: this and, and I think that's the whole point of the to- the whole one bad day and the storyline. And, and this is why this is one of the only times we get this definitive look at the Joker and understand him. We see this backstory. We see what led up to him becoming the Joker and everything. and And it's just really fascinating because in the end, after he does all this shit and you're like, okay, if you take it from the perspective of somebody who just plain out snapped. And they're just this psychotic person. They've done all this stuff. I
0: mean, he's a guy who, you know, and he says it in here, and it's been referenced, that he likes to think of his backstory as multiple choice, and he picks different answers. So, you know, we're going to assume that this is actually what happened to him that turned him into the Joker. Now, there are other accounts, whatever. but.
1: Because he, he doesn't tell the story. The story's just told the, to
0: us. Exactly. It's not him telling it. So that's why I'm assuming that this is what happens. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, he's just a guy who's not... He's just not a very funny comedian. And he has a wife and, she, you know, she's pregnant and he just wants to provide for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's just very real. And you go like, okay, yeah, that all that happens to him. That's his really bad day. And... You know, and then you end it by falling in a vat of, you know, whatever that stuff was, you know, toxic waste. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be a really bad day and it's going to change who you are. But I, I agree with everything you said that, you know, we see this backstory. We see that this is one really bad day and we feel like we know the Joker. And it does end in a way where it's like they know that. This is the dance that they do, but let's not do those steps where you beat me up. And the Joker's the Joker. This is a time where he's not going to get away. He tells a joke, and all Batman can do is like, well, you know, that was actually kind of funny. It's, yeah. it's a pretty decent joke, actually.
1: It is a decent joke, but it's just, he's just human. Uh, to me, it was the, no, it's just too late. And that, like, there's kind of that level of sadness, that level of regret, which isn't really true ch- Joker form, but it, but he's. I feel like that speaks more to the reality of this person, not even just character. It's, uh, look, it's just too late for me. I'm crazy. I am this way. I'm going to do these horrible fucking things. And we're we're going to have to take this dance to the conclusion, the ultimate death.
0: Story. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I like that. And, you know, it's, it's a very – it's funny because – The plans that the Joker usually has in cartoons and comic books and things are, you know, somewhat reasonably reined in. But, you know, in in the movies, like in uh, The Dark Knight, you know, it's on par with this sort of thing. It's it's this kind of like mayhem for the sake of, you know, just trying to make a point, you know, and. That's what happens when you're really crazy. So, uh, look, I think that they did a great job with that. Uh, the The voice acting was all great. And uh, I think that there's a lot of criticism of the first, I don't know, it's about 20 minutes of the movie. Because they decided to give Batgirl a backstory. Because all she is in The Killing Joke is someone who's used as a tool to, you know, inflict... Pain on Jim Gordon by getting shot and paralyzed. And so instead, they're like, all right, there's backstory. Batgirl's never been a character that I'm particularly enamored with. Batgirl, Supergirl, I'm just like, all right, I don't know them. I didn't grow up seeing them in much. And they just seem like lesser versions, whatever. I actually found Batgirl to be like much more, you know, much more sympathetic, a a better formed character. And, you know, look she's being criticized because she's, like, you know, heartsick and in love with Batman. How could you fucking not be in love with Batman? Mm. You fight crime with the guy, he clearly, like, trained you, and he, like, outfits you to be Batgirl and sort of one of his partners, you know, his dynamic trio or whatever, I don't know what Robin is during all this, but that's not the point. Um, and I think it's interesting, and you know, look, not in the graphic novel is the fact that they have sex, but... I don't know. Stuff like this happens. It makes Spider-Man had sex. Spider-Man had sex with the black cat who was like sort of a, a, a compatriot, you know, an ally of his. I mean, it just, it happens, you know, I, I don't find it that hard to believe. And I don't think it's demeaning to women that she loves Batman and oh. that they have sex after a really intense exchange. Uh, I understand the, uh, sort of the objectification of, of what happens to her in, at the hands of the Joker. But, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, Jeff, uh, on the first part, the Batgirl story.
1: Because it was my first exposure to it. I didn't know there was anything odd about that. It, to to me, it just rounded the story out. It made it, it made the stakes greater. It made it make more sense, more than just the Joker messing with his protege. Yeah. The fact that they had an intimate relationship. Right.
0: And it's like, clearly Batman doesn't want to have the intimate relationship, you know, he needs to kind of pull back, push away, and so there's a level that the Joker doesn't even realize that he has actually hurt Batman, which, you know, if he knew that, he would have been ecstatic. So it works on a deeper level than in the actual comic book, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I guess the issue is something that happens in the comic book, Uh, you know, it's this idea that the Joker sexually assaulted Barbara Gordon, after he shot her. Now, uh, I couldn't find a direct quote. I did see someone online say that Alan Moore said that that's not what happened. I don't know what happened, but what, the way that they tell the story is that he takes photos of her, very compromising photos, which we see later in the movie. And you know, he does. You, we see her unbuttoning her blouse. So we see him unbuttoning her. We know that she gets naked,
1: and in the movie, I feel like it's implied because they have the whole scene where. Batman is talking to the hookers, and yeah. they all say that Joker, every time he escapes, comes straight to them. So that was, to me, to kind of confirm that there was that some they sort got of that sexual out. gratification. You know, it's funny, because
0: I didn't... It's not funny, but I didn't even think of it that way, but you're right. So that sort of reinforces that. And, you know, it is something that we talk a lot about on the Blackcast, that I don't know that rape is really something that you need to use as a, as a story point, but... Look, it's consistent. The guy's a murderer. It stands to reason that he would do whatever he thinks would hurt. And it's not even about hurting Barbara Gordon, which is probably, to some extent, the point is that it's sort of an extension of Jim Gordon. If he kills her, then Jim's
1: just going to have grief. He's not going to be pissed.
0: he just, you know, even if all he does is photograph her and cripple her, you know, that... That's the what he's setting out to do. So if there is a sexual uh, aspect to it, it, it's it's not inconsistent with the character. He's a bad guy. Bad things happen at the hand of somebody like the Joker. And I do understand why people feel that way, that, you know, that they're upset about it. And it is a story from 1988, and I guess now you wouldn't do it. But let's talk about the fact that during the credits, there is that scene of... Barbara Gordon is going to be okay, because Mm -hmm. what I do know is from comic books, she becomes a sort of a a wheelchair superhero called Oracle. Mm -hmm. So she clearly is going to get past this and beyond it. I don't know if it's necessary that she is sexually assaulted, but it's necessary that she gets crippled because he just wants something terrible to happen to her.
1: Of course it's not necessary. Yeah. Like,
0: this is a comic book.
1: Everything that's happening is unnecessary. Right. And, that's why and it's happening. You in just comic can't
0: work. reinforce that. It's not like the Joker's going to have a code of like, well, that's too much. I'm not going to do that. You know.
1: It, it, I think honestly, I think the, our reaction to the fact that somebody gets raped and how disgusted and horrified we are is exactly the whole point. Yeah, the whole point is that Joker is trying to elicit such an immense response out of. He's trying to crack Jim Gordon so that he's just as crazy. As the Joker, and what we learn from the backstory is that it's basically, like, all the worst things happen to him in one day, and then he becomes the Joker. Yeah. Like, on top of all that. So,
0: his goal is to basically make Jim Gordon, you know, a Joker or something like that. And, look... We're very critical on this podcast about something that I admit that I don't even watch, that there's a lot of rape on Game of Thrones. This is the one Batman story where there may or may not be rape in it. And as far as I know, there could be exceptions. I'm not as well versed in the Batman universe. And I don't think that they took it lightly in telling the story. Now, there's sort of a behind-the-scenes story that uh, the editor at DC Comics, uh, Len Wein, or Wine, I assume is how you say it, who, complete aside, created the new X-Men. But anyway, uh, that when asked if it's all right if... If the Joker paralyzes Barbara Gordon, he supposedly said Cher crippled the bitch, which, you know, it's it's sort of like hearsay behind the scenes. It's not in the story, you know, so it's it, whatever. But it's I don't think that they take it lightly is my point. I think it is a character that is underutilized and... Why is she Batgirl? Well, it's because her dad's Commissioner Gordon. That's the only reason that Batman knows who she is. And that sort of, it all grows from that. And again, I don't know that much about Batgirl. I don't know about her deciding to become Batgirl in any iteration of the character. Like, on even on the uh, Adam West series, uh, uh, third season, Batgirl's there. There might be an episode. I I don't remember it from when I was a kid, though.
1: Well, it's because I feel like Batgirl, just like a Supergirl uh even close to a Robin are just—they're just, just made-up characters that were there just to please an audience. Like, oh, hey, we want little girls to feel acce- uh, like this is accessible yeah. too. So now there's a back curl, hey.
0: Yeah, which I mean, look, and from that sensibility that makes perfect sense you know and look there are plenty you know Batgirl might be a really cool character I, I, I've i never seen her that way I've never seen Supergirl as a cool character but I'm not discounting the fact uh, you know I, what I've learned in the last uh, the last calendar year is that Wonder Woman can actually be pretty cool I never mm-hmm. thought she was cool but she was very cool in Batman for Superman
1: Supergirl has a cool storyline and there's like these two back to back Superman Batman movies called like Public Enemies and Public Enemy 2 or whatever right Right. And it's like a whole bunch of shit happens in the first one, and then at the end of the first one, a giant like uh, spoiler alert, a giant like meteor, or whatever, shows up. Whoa! And then in that is Supergirl, and Whoa. then she gets corrupted <laughs> by Dark Side, and so then it's actually interesting because you're like, oh, somebody who has comparable powers to Superman who gets twisted by Dark Side. Yeah. So we have that like Dark Side twisting Superman storyline. No, I'm but in with on that. Somebody that, who can actually that fight. sounds
0: cool and. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... Anyway, so look, this is kind of what we think about all of this. Um, we're not saying that uh, anyone who thinks otherwise is wrong. There are times in the cast where we say if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. But Look, people can feel however they want. People can hate the killing joke. I thought it was really well done. I'm glad that I saw it. I'm glad that they actually took this source material, turned it into an animated movie. And I do really think that Batgirl's backstory adds a whole layer to it that makes it a better story. And again, there is the little tag on the end of the credits where you see, you know what, she's fine. You know, it's it's not poor barbara gordon barbara gordon is going to be stronger for this because she has to overcome this there's
1: no slut shaming of barbara when she hooks up with batman i think that's an important point
0: yeah like there's no like oh this stupid little girl could you yeah, man right, she it, ruined
1: everything
0: yeah it's not like he get he you know he texts uh, a picture of her in her underwear to clark kent you know yeah. he's like hey he's like hey Kyle, check it out
1: plus when i think it's a i i thought it was powerful when she resigns as pat girl i thought her yeah. her being like you know what i get it, it is, we did fuck up the dynamic i messed yeah. this up i get it you care too much and you you can't do what we're doing if, yeah. if our relationship is this way that's a Bam. it's a
0: very mature decision and mm-hmm. you know i mean look there are there's a whole history of characters who you know work through all that kind of stuff and i mean obviously because you know i think um that uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops and, you know, Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Girl, I mean, uh, Hawkeye and Mockingbird, there's so many that it's like, yeah, you probably potentially really mess things up and, I mean, uh, Hank Pym, original Ant-Man, married to the Wasp and then, you know, like, assaults her in a, in a weird moment of comic book history. What? Yeah. Look into that, by the way. It's, it's <laughs> crazy and I think that it was unfortunately drawn where it seems like he hits her. Oh, but yeah, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't know. I forget the
1: p- was, particular. Was this back in the like Pow Straight to the Moon kind of days? No, this is like in the 80s oh, or God. like
0: maybe the late 70s. It's like, I think the George Perez era of the Avengers. That I don't know what issue that was because that was before my time. They were already divorced by the time I started reading the Avengers. But I've I've kind of seen what that panel looks like. And anyway, so the point is, yeah, you uh, you aren't, going to necessarily marry this uh, superhero teammate of yours and you can get some good some good mileage out of it, you know, if you end up with somebody else or but whatever. It, but It
1: also makes perfect sense for them to all hook up. Like, look at what happens at the Olympics, speaking of, like, fitting time. Hashtag Zika! Zika! But every Olympics, you always hear about how it's basically a giant fuck fest. Yeah, the Olympics village is... Everybody's is, in great shape. Everybody's yeah. super hot, so you see each other and you're like, yeah, I'd bang that. Right. Imagine what superheroes would look like to one another. Yeah. They're all rich They're all perfect. And all the chicks have huge, perfect tits yeah. and, like, perfect hourglass figures i would bang every single one of them
0: it's so messed up that colossus who's like 19 i think dates kitty pride who's like 14 you know like yeah you you know that's how messed up it is when you live under one roof you know (laughs) they hey i didn't write those stories i'm just stating a fact do you think that mystique could like change her
1: body into, like, adding extra vaginas
0: and then, like, do porn where she's like... <laughs> you know, if I ever get Chris Claremont, uh, longtime X-Men writer, back on the show, question number one will be, uh you know, my friend Jeff wants to know, can Mystique add extra vaginas? It would
1: basically be, I'd just think of a bunch of female characters and I would ask about their vaginas, just like uh in that scene from Rats when he's asking about all their dicks. Right,
0: right. So, like, when... Mr. Fantastic has sex with the invisible girl slash invisible woman, if she's invisible...
1: Can he see it?
0: Can he see it? And does his fantastic stretchy dong become invisible when it goes inside? I don't know the answer to these questions. These are the kind of hard-hitting <laughs> issues that we address here on the Black Cast, and we will uh, focus this kind of laser-like precision on Star Trek Beyond on our next episode. We're going to have a couple of guests. Uh, my friend Tom Kelly, who has not been on the Cast for a while, uh, and also our pal Rafe Gutman, a.k.a. Mark Hunt, uh, will also be on. Uh, so for Captain EO, at Jeff Duray, I am at Christian DMZ. Mr. Christian Blatt is myself. We're at Blackcast, and of course, The Blackcast on Facebook, we will see you next time on the black hat. Desperado,
1: rough rider, no you don't want nada none of this. Six gun in this, brother running this, buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told ya. Any damsel that's in distress. Be out of that dress when she meet Jim West, rough neck, so go check the lawn of buy Watch your step will flex and get a hole in your side, swallow your pride, don't let your lip react. You don't wanna see my hand where my hip be at with artifice from the start of it, running the game. James West, Taming the west, so remember the name.